Thank you for joining me for another Quick Hits Conversation. I would love to talk to you about what does the first 30 days of working with a marketer look like? And, and Rick, I'd love for you to kick us off on this one. Is that a lot of companies have a lot of expectations for what a marketer PR advertising firm should look like and what they should do. And, and they should just jump right into it and just start working. And that's what we're paying you to do is start working. But it's very unrealistic because we need to have an understanding of, about, of your company. We need to understand what makes it work, what makes it tick. Um, you know, what are you trying to accomplish? Who are you trying to reach? What are you trying to say? Uh, what have you done before? What has worked? What hasn't worked? What's your competition doing? Uh, what does the what does it need to look like at the end of the equation? I mean, what's the end goal here? Is it increasing sales? Is it reducing costs? Is it generating prospects? Is it generating leads? What is your goal? And that's kind of where we need to start. So it is kind of fact finding. It is trying to ascertain, you know, what's what direction we need to be going so that we're fulfilling your objectives. So as a business owner, should I expect nothing to happen in the first thirty days except conversation? Not necessarily. It might depend on what the project is. So, for example, if you have a news announcement, it could be something as simple as, you know, we've got a new hire or we're opening a new office or something. We basically would just need to find some of that information and we could write on a release and then get it out there. But if you're talking about a full-blown marketing plan or advertising plan or you're going to launch a website or you want to reach every resident in the state of Arkansas, it's going to take some time. We need to know what you're trying to do. <laughs> Karen, you had a thought about that. Go ahead. Yeah, I so... I've done, I've been doing this for 20 plus years and on, on my own for the last 10 plus years. And I recently, I say this recently, within the last couple of years, realized I need an onboarding checklist. Mm -hmm. And this checklist <clears throat> is all of what are your logins? What are the URLs? What are your brand colors? Where's your vector logo? And what this does while I'm collecting all this, what I'm discovering about you as a client is your operations and organizational systems. Mm -hmm. So if you can't find your vector logo or you can't find your logins and it's taken six weeks to do that, I mean, that tells me we have a different problem than just marketing. And so that onboarding checklist, I mean, literally it takes me 30 days to get that. Here's the Hootsuite login. Oh, well, Hootsuite's not working with Twitter. So can you just give me Twitter today? I mean, like it, it goes on and on and on. And literally it takes a full 30 days to collect all that info. And I know, Charles, you talk about, you know, not giving a prescription without, you know, getting a diagnosis, understanding what's going on. What is your process for the first 30 days? What does that look like? Um, it's a lot of SOP like uh, Karen was talking about. It's a lot of really diving deep into that. Um, so there's two different clients I work with. It's more um, company clients and then there's private clients. The private clients take a little bit different path to private one-on-one -on -one clients, but the company clients absolutely go through that checklist. But what I'm looking to do with both of those is, is essentially three things in the first 30 days. One is get them an emotional win because a lot of them have hired, uh, quote unquote, and I know we, we've all three heard this, I've hired marketers before and nothing's ever happened. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, this 30, first 30 days is going gonna, is gonna to tell me why nothing happened with the other people. And it's also going to tell me, should I continue working with you? Yeah. So there, I always have an escape clause after that 30, first 30 days. Oh, like, I like you know, that. I'm going to start adding that in because that isn't because, and not to jump on on what you're saying, but, yeah. but that escape clause, because I, like I said, I find out where you are in your state of business and maybe I'm not prepared to do that handholding. 100%. 
Um, so with, with both clients, even with the escape clause, one of the things I'm looking for, actually three things that I want to achieve for them in the first 30 days. Um, first of all, going back to what, what you said, Rick, is we have to hold the boundaries and we have to continue to communicate the expectations. Um, one, I've been doing this since 99. And uh, I, I like to say the late 1900s. I've been marketing <laughs> but just because they read it once or you said it once doesn't mean they're going to remember it and quite often when 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 the exchange of money happens that's when they start to forget things and just want you to rush and hurry up Mm. so we we know that we can't rush anything i like to say if you you can't rush anything you want it lasts forever most people want their businesses to last forever so we have to take our time and do it but uh, the, the three, I want to get them three wins in that first month, if at all possible. One is an emotional win to justify they made a good decision in doing what they did. Mm. And the second is an action-based win, which is let's get something done that makes you feel accomplished. Mm-hmm. And the third thing I want to happen is I want to get them a results-based win. There has to be something we do in that first 30 days that gets them a result. Uh, Karen, you, you mentioned uh, branding, logo colors, and those types of things. So can we put together the start of an identity guide for them so that they have it for all the other contractors they ever work with? So when, as you know, as I've refined my process over the past 21 years, it's really came, came down to that. It's that first month I really want to, even if you don't work with me forever, I want to set you up for success with whomever you work with next. So I have a question then. Um, there's an escape clause for you guys if you get into a business and realize, whoa, this is a disaster, can't deal with this. How do I, as a business owner, on the other side of it, after that first 30 days, when there's really not a lot going on, right? You're, you're telling me it takes time to get the ball rolling. Is there a way for me to know that this ball is rolling in a direction I don't want it to go for me to escape at 30 days? Or do I have to wait longer to know whether I've hired the wrong marketer? They actually now built it into your contract. One at a time. <laughs> you can actually build it into the contract that you have with the client. So I actually have it in there that you could, we can actually part company with 30 days notice. Um, and then if any projects that were underway that's already been, we've already done the work on or we've had out-of-pocket expenses, client's still responsible for that, but at least gives, you know, both parties an opportunity to walk away. But that doesn't the, help me know if I should walk away. Right. The ability that I could doesn't help me know if I should. And well, I hired some marketers that I should have walked away from, but I didn't feel like I had the data to do that. Mm-hmm. And that's setting down expectations that both uh, Charles and Karen talked about. And, you know, one of the things that I like to do on that very first day is I want to talk about the challenges that you're facing. And I want to know all the different things. So, for example, somebody might call me up and say, you know, hey, Rick, um, you know, nobody's reading our newsletter. Can you help fix our newsletter? Can you can you redesign it or whatever? I say, all right, let's sit down and talk. What do you what do you do? What do you want to accomplish? And we may find out that there's five or six other things from a communications perspective that are challenges for them. And the newsletter may actually be number six on the list. So maybe we should be focusing on the most important one or two things and then get back to the newsletter because those other things are going to have greater impact. They're going to have greater reach. They have more opportunities to generate business or revenue or leads or whatever than number six. Yeah. And to add to, add to that, there could be tech challenges too. Yeah. Let's say that they come to you with a, nobody is reading my newsletter. Yeah. One of the first things I like to do is did you assign your SPF records? Is your DKIM set up correctly? Uh, do you have a secure website? You know, look at the tech piece because they could not be reading it because it's going to spam because you never set up all your your email records that you should have so that you could actually send from that domain from that that email system. 
So Karen, can you answer my question? Because I got a lot of data, a lot of words there, but my question didn't get answered. How do I know as a business owner after 30 days if I've hired someone good or someone who's lousy? This is going to not be the, your most favorite answer, but one, I look at how much, how, if there is a checklist and are we accomplishing what we said we were going to get gathered during that checklist, that would be my first thing. And the most important thing is how did that communication go while you were trying to collect that information? You know, like, was it, was it seamless? Was it, let me get it to you. And then you have to ask five more times. Was it, so was, there's a lot of hunches that play that second piece where you go, man, I thought this would be smoother. But you also, the third most important piece, I think for clients, look in the mirror. Because a lot of times, if you, if you came to me and said, I hired a marketer before that didn't do X, Y, Z, or this is my third marketer, boy, I'm starting to go like, well, wait a minute, who's the real problem here? And I know there's all kinds of marketers out there. Every marketer can't be bad. So, you know, it makes me say, maybe it's my processes that need some work and then I'll be ready for marketing. But I do think that people, I think clients forget to look in the mirror a lot. They do want, they want that quick fix and they want somebody to take it over, but then they're not willing to let it be taken over in the way it needs to be taken over. Karen's absolutely right. I would bet just about every marketer has heard this from their client. It's basically a hurry up and wait, you know, <laughs> have, it's like, I want to get it done. We've got to have it done next week. And, and then well, wait, I don't have the materials. I'll, I'll send it to you. And then they don't send it to you. We'll have so-and-so contact you. They don't contact you. So a lot of times it's the client dropping the ball. The marketer's waiting for the materials and the client has the expectation the work needs to get done, but they're not fulfilling the, their end of the, of the equation. So that that's about 10 minutes on th the first 30 days of marketing. Thank you for having this conversation with me. I'm not sure I like your answers, but <laughs> we'll talk again soon. Thanks so much.